0: Day-o-y from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. It's a Bill King show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals.
1: Go get it, dog. I'm a man. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's a Bill King show. Red
0: 7! I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. 5th Avenue Downtown.
2: Hot Rod! That's what We call a sack
0: lunch. I do have a very
2: particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people.
1: morning on twitter the uh, guesting so that's what i was doing right there I, usually i get it done 10 15 minutes prior to the show this morning i was reading a bunch of stuff and it just slipped me so here we go let's get started tuesday edition charles our buckle buck will be with us here in about 15 minutes always enjoy talking ball talking ball. Oblong spheroid with Charles Arbuckle. About 20 minutes into hour two, Gator Dave checks in down in Jacksonville. He's got the podcast called Gators Breakdown. And hour three, about 20 minutes in, Griff is with us. Mike Griffith with the AJC's Dog Nation. That is the lay of the land. On the show today, Tuesday edition, happy Tuesday, 615-844-5600 on Twitter, at BillisKing. And you can email the show, BillisKing7 at gmail.com. A lot of things to talk about. Yeah, and Marcus Freeman did meet with the media on Monday. They introduce their coordinator, not new news, but formally with the media, Jared Parker. So he has the offensive coordinator job. Gino Guiduli the quarterback job. Anyways, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But did you see what they're proposing for college football next year? And I've had various people give me their input on this. Probably ought to get Johnny Crawford back in there, SEC official, to talk about it too. Maybe, maybe I'll reach out to him for later in the week. They're proposing several things. Number one, and, and not in any particular order, they're trying to speed the game up. They're, they're saying two things. They're trying to speed the college game up. And uh, they say this will also help with the health of players, the overall health and safety of players. I never trust much. When Big Brother speaks, I very rarely ever trust it. But that's what we're hearing. The average NFL game is about 155 plays, they say. Average college game is 180 plays. Now, if you're a speed up team, like, let's say, Tennessee, don't think you'd like this. These proposals, these ideas that may get passed and may be the law starting next year when it comes to college football. We'll see. It's what they're discussing. Number one, not being allowed to have back-to-back timeouts icing the kicker that type of thing okay fine i don't know that that's a big deal either way it's really not that's fine matter of fact i kind of i kind of like that i don't really care but that's okay that's not real relevant couple of notes talking about starting the clock After first downs. Unless it's the last two minutes of each half. Right now, that's not the rule. And starting the clock after incomplete passes. Once the ball's spotted. Yeah, once the ball's spotted. They're talking about that, too. They're saying that would speed the game up. And I believe they said that if they adopted the rule, and this is – an NFL model type, more so, where they didn't stop the clock, let's say, after first downs. It would save seven to ten plays a game. Now, if you're a speed-em-up team, if you're a team that likes to get 90 plays in a game, you want to speed them up. You want to really get going like Josh Heupel. That takes fewer plays away. Fatiguing a defense. You ever notice when a defense gets the really sucking wind? Now, teams that just line up and bully you with physicality, good coaching, players like Georgia, really doesn't matter, right? For somebody like Georgia, it really doesn't matter. But if it's style of play and – revving things up and getting teams on their heels and running tons of plays. Now, the flip side of that for a team like a Tennessee, and I'm just picking them out randomly, they score fast too. So if you score fast, I guess it really doesn't matter, but it could because they do like to speed you up. And if you're running fewer plays, maybe that's a problem. Maybe it's not a problem, right? If you're scoring efficiently, it really shouldn't matter either way, right? But those are some of the rules they're talking about. I've had several people hit me up about this. Tennessee Insurance Dog. He's a big Georgia fan. Lives in the six one five. Bill, will you let the world know that there are zero college football fans in favor of shortening games? Sincerely. Everybody with a brain. Yeah? I mean, I don't typically like changes. If you're trying to come back late in games. Now, they said last two minutes. Okay, last two minutes when it comes to after first downs which I think is, is a good rule, but do you need to change it? They're saying this also would help. Again, Big Brother on the highest of white ivory tower structures, <laughs> that this will also help because if you're in the playoffs starting in 24, 12 teams. No longer going to be four after this next year. Twelve teams. You could play, what, as many? Are they saying 17 games? That would be 12 regular season, a league championship game. That's 13. And then as many as four more if you play in the first round. That's a bunch of games. That's a whole bunch of games. Urban Meyer. Love him, don't love him, however you feel about him. has said for years, that's too many. And it's going to be interesting to see how rosters are preserved if you're playing that many games. We talked about it, I think, a little bit yesterday, particularly your quarterback situation. It's really difficult to continue to win all the way to a national championship if you're sifting through quarterbacks. Ohio State did it in 14, ended up with Cardale Jones. That worked. Yeah, that worked. But but it's hard. It's hard to do. And I don't mean you replace your quarterback like they did with Tua. Yeah, and Jalen Hurts. I don't mean that. I'm talking about your guy gets injured. It's hard to keep going and winning all the way if you lose your quarterback. But they're saying that fewer plays may help that as well. I don't know if I buy that, but that's what they're selling. We'll see if they adopt these rules. It was something that they looked at a year ago. It didn't get passed. But there's more momentum this year. Apparently, they took a dude or some dudes whose job anonymously, this is according to Dennis Dodd, who would go game to game on Saturday during the playing portion. They'd go to games. get a seat, get a press box, pass, whatever and chart out how many plays could be saved if you adopt these kind of rules and then came back with all the data. If you adopted rules like let that clock run after first downs except in the last two minutes, incomplete passes, all of that. How many plays could be saved? Again, NFL averages 155. Colleges, college ball on average, 180 plays. That's what they say now. They could cut that back some. Now, the other angle, and I hear a lot of people say, Bill, pretty easy fix here. Just start cutting into commercial time. That ain't happening. All right? If you want to waste time bringing that up, go ahead. That is not happening. They are not cutting in to the revenue. (laughs) You might as well say, Uh, Cut off your right arm. Yeah. I'll tell you how you can save the situation and have uh, fewer snaps. Cut off your right arm. They're not doing that. So bring it up if you want. It's not happening. They are not cutting into TV revenue, meaning commercial ad time. That is not on the table. I've seen that brought up a lot. That is such a waste of time talking about. 6 one Rob. Good point here. Yes, and he's true. He's right. Wouldn't speeding up the game be more of an impact for the losing team trying to make a comeback? Yes. Yes, Just saying. Yes, it would. If you're trying to mount a comeback, this makes it more difficult. Well, just don't get behind. (laughs) That's easy, right? Here's the thing. Just schedule your game plan to where you don't get behind. It's pretty easy. Just do that. Charles Arbuckle, when we come back. Buck, talking ball. Got any questions, post them. I'm the Nashville Hotel.
2: Welcome to Smashville, home of your Nashville Predators. Join us at Bridgestone Arena Tuesday, at February
0: 21st for College Night with the University of Alabama as your Nashville Predators take on the Vancouver Canucks. Purchase your College Night tickets today at NashvillePredators.com slash CollegeNights. That's NashvillePredators.com slash CollegeNights for a Preds and Alabama co-branded hat. And don't miss February 28th as your Nashville Predators take on the Pittsburgh
3: Penguins. Secure tickets at NashvillePredators.com slash tickets. Let's go Preds!
4: are you looking for a trusted partner who knows AT&T business inside and out ABS Communications is an organization built on the premise that telecom solutions and working with companies like AT&T can often be complicated and the customer needs someone to help them navigate through these complexities they make complex simple whether it's helping maintain, manage, or secure your business ABS Communications is here to help all your business telecom and mobility needs. Their business was built with the goal of simplifying the process of connectivity for the customer and establishing a long long-term relationship of trust through transparency and accountability abs communications is a top five at&t authorized agent with over 200 years of at&t technical experience you can call mark and the gang at 615-349-8588 or you can visit their website at abscomcom.net and remember mention the mcfarland show to abs and you could get up to 250 dollars in a visa gift card for new abs business customers
0: It's The McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's
4: Justin McFarlane. Staunch Titans fan, season ticket holder, Tim yep. Kelly is OC. Your reaction. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate that so. Well, all right. Some more uh, tight end bubble screens, right? This is
2: fun, man. Yeah, this is live reaction, dude. I had no idea.
0: That was trash, man. I hate it. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR.
2: Bill King is the king of college football and his sample size is large. Just ask him.
1: I'm Buckle us? good timing, for a number of reasons, but changes proposed in college football, running the clock after first downs, unless it's the last two minutes of the half, running the clock after incomplete passes, not allowing back-to-back timeouts, such as icing the kicker, things like that. Buck, you played it all the way up, you played by both rules. Do you have a preference?
5: Well, Bill, I don't don't know if it really matters anymore because of the way the passing game is. So I think that's probably why. When we get to these four-hour games or four-and-a-half-hour games, I think that's why we're starting to see some of these things try to be implemented, you know? Especially with the number of plays that are being played now. I think they have to figure out a way. Because offenses are going fast. So the only way to combat that is to have something to do with the clock. And I think it's it's finally starting to pay dividends. And, I mean, you saw it in the XFL this weekend. You know, that uh, the way the clock runs, the way they're able to score three points, three-point play, it was a little excitement. If you didn't watch it, people still have heard about, you know, how teams have been able to come back because of that. But also it just allows you not to have as many plays, which I think are, they're, they're really starting to look at more and more. Did
1: you, when you played in the NFL, if you're behind, though, and that clock's running, that's
5: tough. It's it's hard. That, that is. And it it forces you to, you know, really hone in on your plays because you don't have the chance to just keep going fast or, uh, you know, the, the clock is your ally, right? And I think that's what, what it looks like they're trying to do here. It's interesting. They've been talking about that for years, but why now all of a sudden is it the sense of urgency, you know, I'm I'm just wondering why, because there's been talk behind the scenes for a number of years, you know, player safety, we got to really make sure we don't get guys hurt. But now you're starting to see this impetus to push this thing through where we can get these games done. in, uh, you know, less than four hours and probably less in some cases, right at three hours.
1: What about clock runs after an incomplete pass until you, or, or, I guess, until you spot the ball.
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll say this: teams are already not using the huddle, so I think they'll they'll figure out ways to to go faster. Some some right. people, right? Uh, and I I would have to imagine the defensive mind that coaches have been pining for this for years, just because no matter how fast a team go, you know, they they can only go at such a fast clip, right? They can't go any yeah. faster. And I think that's probably why we're starting to see some of the pushback and some of the things that we're starting to see. So, yeah, I mean, uh, will, it, will it make a difference? I think it will. I think it'll force, it'll force you to be better offensively as opposed to volume or, or you know quantity. It'll be quality. And I think that's what we all have been kind of looking for in college football, right? You want to see the quality of the game as opposed to just more plays. You know, I've called enough games where it's been, you know, four hours and or, the, or more, and it's hard from a standpoint of, you know, you talk to coaches. How do they keep players locked in for that long? How do they keep offense or defensive players? Right? I mean, you see it. Uh, things happen in games, and you're just like, okay, why do you do that? Well, how can you focus on a game that that's such a violent game for 99 plays? And it's been crazy to watch some of these games where you've had the volume of plays that you had, and fortunately, you've only had a few injuries where you probably could have had a lot more.
1: I brought this up earlier. A team like Tennessee, Josh Heupel, who has done a remarkable job in just two years, and they were in the conversation for the playoffs until late in the season, the regular season. They score fast. They speed up their offense they don't substitute a lot with their receivers, at least they have it, meaning the defense can't substitute. Would that hurt a team like that? Or do they score so fast it really doesn't matter?
5: Well, it, of course it would be better at how they do it. Now Think about Tennessee. Think of the, the receiver position, man. They were, they were blessed with a, a talented group of receivers, right? Yeah. And, you know, that makes a big difference too because – Sometimes it's about the plays, but a lot of times it's about the players making the plays. And if you have to play 70, 80 plays against that receiving crew and a quarterback who's locked in and their running backs are pretty good, too, that's not an easy thing to do. So I'm interested to see sometimes when they're playing without some of the talented guys that they have and who's going to replace them. It can, hurt it can hurt Josh Heupel, but Heupel's been able to kind of do it over the years. I don't know if it's going to, say, completely impact him the way maybe it is some of the, the new Vogue play callers, because he's been around for a while, and he's had to kind of morph his offense into different things. So uh, it will be an adjustment, but the way he's been successful pretty much wherever he's been and the way he's been fired and been able to come back from that, I think that's the big thing for me. I'm always interested to see, you know, coordinators or guys that have been with teams that have really good players, i.e., Joe Brady, and he became the next genius and anointed, and now he's had to kind of re refigure out how to how to call plays with players that may not be next level players, not only in college but in the pros. Think about that team at LSU that he had. Uh, and how we anointed him and people were anointing him the next best thing, but you also have to be pretty doggone good as a play caller and be able to match it up with really talented players, and I think that's the part to me that uh, that's going to be interesting. I think Josh Heupel will be okay, but I, I, I look at some of the younger up-and-coming folks that we've started to anoint as the next coming because sometimes the system is great, and then sometimes the players that they have in the system are great, and then the uh, rules have allowed them to do some things and that, that, that make them a uh, better problem than what they are.
1: Tommy Myrtle Beach says, the NCAA cares nothing about college football. They have turned a blind eye to everything else, so they need to leave college football alone. Shorter games, but longer season with 12-game playoff coming up. NCAA makes no sense, he says.
5: Yeah, I think the NCAA has been a little bit pissed off with the college football since, you know, they don't really control them, right? And I think he he the point that I like that he says is these games, we need to figure out how to play less games so we're playing the ones that really matter. Uh, I don't want to see Alabama and the SEC playing, you know, a really poor opponent whenever that week is where they're tuning up for those rivalry games, right? I don't want to see the Big Ten playing, you know, um, not not just Mac schools because they've done that for years, but there's sometimes they play teams that you're like, okay, I want to see them have all the games be meaningful. And if you want to play your in-state rival or in-state school that may not be big, that's okay. But let, let's, let's call it what it is. That's a money game, and we know it's a money game. You're going to pay them, and they, they should not beat you. Sometimes they will. But I think the NCAA has just said, look, college football is on its own island, and they are going to have to eventually figure out how they're going to rule themselves. And until they do, you know, we're going to always look at the NCAA and blame them. But I think they've kind of like said, okay, we can't really control this, <laughs> this massive thing called college football. You guys figure it out.
1: Tell us our buckle with us now. Buck played at UCLA, which is also good timing. And not that this is new news, but they're obviously scrambling out west to figure out their media relationship, which the news has not been encouraging. There's also talk that they're targeting SMU and San Diego State to join the league. Obviously, they sleep with one eye open because they worry about Washington and Oregon leaving. And, Buck, we all know – To use a term, I don't think I'm offending anybody, the Big Ten can make a booty call at 3 in the morning for Oregon and Washington. They're gone, right? They are gone. And uh, there's also a rumor, which I don't even know if I believe, that maybe there's some talk about the Pac-12 and Big 12 merging. It's kind of messy, Buck. I don't know what we're about to see happen.
5: And, well, you know, we've been talking about it for a while that it wasn't over. Um, You know, we had kind of assumed that all of that stuff was done. We were finished, and I was like, nah, there's too much going on. There's too many things happening out there to say that it was going to be done. And I agree with you. Washington and Oregon are still in play. Don't sleep on Stanford in in some way, shape, or form, you know. So I, I agree. I mean, this thing is going to get ugly before it gets better. And how, how often have we seen it get really, really quiet, and then it ramps up? I think that the, the Pac-12 has to continue to think or be really pissed off at Larry Scott for some of the things he did with that Pac-12 network. You know, that really ruined this, this conference, and it's going to make it worse for all of them because the Big Ten has been able to go out and get a really nice deal. They've been able to kind of take – a couple of the real strong pieces of the Pac-12, which is UCLA and particularly USC because of their prestige in football. And now there's some other opportunities. I don't think you can just have two West Coast schools. And I know the the Pac-12 knows that. The Big 12 knows that. And the Big 10. So it's a lot of jockeying for position. And I'd love to be able to be in some of those meetings to know what's going on. You know, as as strong as we think the ACC ACC is they're they're bound by their long contract and what does that do? I mean you know there's there's still a lot of movement that can happen in a lot of places, but this Pac, PAC 12 move of going to San Diego State makes sense. Uh, SMU because of the Dallas market, even though SMU hasn't really been strong ever since they, I mean they're they're getting better now, but uh, since their death penalty, they have not been the school that they used to be. So you got to think. Uh, anything you can to survive is what the Pac-12 has to do. And the Big 12 knows that. And it's just going to be interesting to see how this thing all shakes out. Word
1: is CBS is out. They're not talking anymore yeah. with the Pac-12 and Turner is out. But ESPN's is still talking and there's Big Tech. Big Tech has lots of money. that That's no money for them. If an Amazon came in and said, "Okay, we've got the money you're missing," and they do—that's not any money. Yeah. Would people adjust to the streaming? I know. I know the revenue would be better for the Pac-12. They'd be happy with that. But would people adjust to streaming games? Uh some that's a will. So,
5: I mean, that's a that's a loaded question. I think some will. But some will always push back just because of yeah. how difficult it is. I, I Bill, I, I really think streaming is coming, whether we want it or not. Now, how much do we want to you know, we there's a lot of pushback against streaming, but there's also some good things. You can get it almost anywhere. You can be traveling. We're starting to now when you fly on the air on the airlines on Super Bowl night, you can watch the game if it's on one of those linear networks because they're playing it, right? Uh, certain airlines, um, there, there, there's good things about it. But there's other people that are staunchly like, I want to see it on my TV. And I think there's there's always going to be the people that will say, well, you can get it almost anywhere. And I think if they do it the right way, the Pac-12 had that same thought that we could go linear. But they were going to a market that didn't really care about football, the the Far East. And there was no groundwork laid for that. Football is really king here in the States and in other European countries that we know that they've liked football and love football. Germany, uh, London, you know, where, I mean, uh, England, Germany, and uh, and France is even starting to like uh, Italy. There's starting to be more, uh, you know, there's starting to be more thirst for football in some of those markets because people have gone over and they've got teams and people are starting to understand football a little bit better. I'd say that the big thing is how can they get it sold and how can they get more people involved It's going to be really key. It's going to be tough for some because some just don't want to stream. But if they do it the right way and they give you good quality games, I think that was the problem if you look at the Thursday night game. As much money as they paid for that, they got Al Michael, they got Herbie, but the quality of the games were not good. And that's another piece. How well are your games going to be received is how well they're played. And I think that's going to be important for whoever starts with the streaming piece of it and making sure that they put the best quality games and not the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth tier games, which will turn people off and piss them off.
1: Buck, have they named Dante Moore the quarterback yet? I know that's not a new question. <laughs> <laughs>
5: no, not, not yet. Not yet. Spring ball hasn't happened yet, so it hasn't officially come, but we'll We'll see. I'm going to keep a close eye on it.
1: <laughs> I've seen that happen before. Now, it wasn't a true freshman who'd yet to play, but Hal Mummy did it with Tim Couch. Remember, he hadn't played yeah. it down, and he came in and oh, just announced, yeah. hey, we ain't even going to spring practice. I got my quarterback. So, I've seen that yeah. happen.
5: Yeah, I remember that. That's right. That, that's funny you brought that up because it was. That's exactly right. But appreciate yeah. it, bud. We'll see you next okay, week. Okay, man. Okay, thanks, Bill. Y'all have a good
1: one. Yep, there he is, Charles Arbuckle. Yeah, how Mummy gets the job, they run off Bill Curry, and he meets with Couch. Couch is thinking about transferring to Tennessee, which was his other team. They they told him you could be the next big man. And Mummy met with him and said, Look, we don't need to discuss anything. He hadn't even taken a snap in practice yet. Dear my God. Period. What if, what if? Heiple did that with Nico. I, I know, that's not happening. they got a quarterback that they're going to start first, but that'd be funny. Let's take a break. Bobby Nashville
2: Woods Equipment Company would like to recognize and salute our veterans and local men and women in uniform. Let's remember them with our thoughts, prayers, and especially letters and packages from home. Our support will keep America strong. A strong, safe community starts with the concerns and involvement of its people. This important message was brought to you by Woods Equipment Company, located at 600 Davidson Street in Nashville. Give Woods Equipment Company a call at 615-256-5639.
0: Realtors abide by a code of ethics. This is Article 9 in action. Beth, a first time
2: homebuyer, knew nothing about the home buying process, except that she wanted to buy a home. But her Realtor had the expertise to make sure Beth understood every document, even giving her copies to review with her lawyer so Beth could close on her first home with confidence. Complicated things explained in simple terms. The difference between an agent and a Realtor is real. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. Pet Paradise is reminding Americans to show support to the brave men and women of our U.S. military. Their tireless efforts should never go unnoticed. This salute is brought to you by veteran-owned and operated Pet Paradise, Tullahoma's finest for full-service boarding and grooming for 22 years. Located at 201 Sanderson Street in Tullahoma, Pet Paradise is a name you can count on. Give them a call today at 931-454-0999. Pet Paradise, where Gail and the crew are proudly saluting our troops, veterans, and first responders. fat side up tweet to bill at bill is king to enter the arena of ideas
1: Freeman press conference, actually at that point, I think it was around noon. I don't remember, but I had not seen it. So I pulled it up, watched it. It was about 45 minutes an hour. Marcus Freeman, first of all, is such a cool dude at the podium. I mean, he has a ridiculous presence. At a podium. And again, I know that's not coaching a ball game, but still, this guy's sharp. And he swears. I don't buy it, but I got to give Notre Dame credit. They're sticking together on this one. I don't see any fractures here, but he said there's absolutely no truth to the report and a lot of Notre Dame fans very angry about this, that Marcus Freeman could not get financial support from Jack Swarbrick or the administration and or to buy out Andy Ludwig's contract, which needed to happen to get him. 2.8 million bucks. He says that Colin Klein which Klein visited and then decided, I'm staying at my alma mater, Kansas State. And then Andy Ludwig visited. He said both of them declined to come to Notre Dame, which can happen, right? It's their decision. And uh, they just declined. wasn't a situation with Ludwig where $2.8 million. I don't buy that, but they're sticking together on it. The media, frankly... And I know a lot of those Notre Dame media members. They're good dudes, good dudes. But I don't think they pressed very hard there on that one. No, I don't think they pressed hard at all. Marcus Freeman said, at the end of the day, we vetted Jared Parker, who they were together at Purdue, and Parker called some ball plays while he was at West Virginia but they'd known each other, and then, of course, he's a tight end coach under Marcus Freeman there. But he said, we spent some hours together interviewing, talking this over, and it occurred to me that Parker was the right choice for this gig, for Sam Hartman, for Tyler Buckner, for this offense. Now, they still have to go out and get an offensive line coach and don't need to mess that one up either. Replacing Harry hestand getting somebody his equivalent will not be easy. Harry Heastand is an A-list offensive coordinator. He is retired. Harry's, what is he, 64, 65? I've known Harry, not forever, but about 10 years. And uh, he revitalized a poorly coached offensive line at Notre Dame. Yeah. So if you didn't see the press conference, you may want to pull it up. You may not. But I don't know that a lot was said that was revealing, but they are sticking to the talking points, which says it was not an item where we did not have financial support to buy out a coach. I think they're just sticking with the talking points. Larry in North Carolina, regarding, let's say Amazon bites off a good chunk and gets the Pac-12 along with, let's say, an ESPN agreement to where the money is more right, whatever that number is. Would the streaming, again, the money would be right, but the eyeballs, would that be a problem? Larry says, been streaming games the last five years since cutting the cord. I don't think that would be an issue. Larry, if you would let me know what you're doing with that. Like, you cut the cord, and then what are you? Are you on Google? Are you on YouTube? Uh, The same, what did you do? And do you get all the same channels? I have been exploring getting rid of DirecTV. Now, before, I've had direct, I've had dish, I've had direct, I've had dish. I've gone back and forth between those two. I don't know how many times through the years. When we were on the uh, farm all those years, we had no choice because they don't string cable back there. We had well water. Loved it. Loved, Loved it. Yeah, there was a neighborhood at the beginning of our road, and then it turned into farmland about, oh, two-thirds of a mile in. And at that point, at the end of that neighborhood, city water and, uh, let's say, cable did not make its way back there. We always had dishes, meaning satellite dishes. Heck, in the 80s, we had Remember the really, really big ones look like a big carcass in your yard? We had one of those. We had several of them. Yeah, several of them. But let me know. Tom and Myrtle Beach. I cut the cord when YouTube TV came out. Love it. I keep a 32-inch built-in Roku TV in my truck. If I'm at a tailgate, golf outing, or just traveling, what I want to see isn't on locally. I just plug it in and watch what I want. Must have for sports fans. I've been looking into that. I just haven't looked hard enough. Jim at Jupiter Bill. Streaming is here. People will have to learn how to use it. They want to see all the games. Now, I do it for uh, baseball. Go to Roku for basketball games, too. I do that. Omni Nashville Hotel will get the break.
2: If you need a staycation or planning a trip to Music City, stay at Bento Living Chestnut Hill. Voted the best boutique hotel in the city by the Nashville scene. Bento Living is located on the edge of bustling downtown and boasts on-site dining, shopping, live entertainment on the rooftop, and free fitness classes. Come experience Nashville like a local. Visit bentochestnuthill.com to book your Music City vacation today.
5: I always wanted to learn Spanish, but I never thought I'd have the time. Then I discovered Babbel.
0: Babbel's lessons are fun. They only take like 10 or 15 minutes, and in three weeks, presto, you're starting to speak another language, like magic.
3: I love that Babbel's lessons aren't just robots talking. They're voiced by native speakers, so you get the pronunciation just right. And they're designed by real language teachers, so you learn how to have real-world conversations, things you'll actually use.
1: It's
0: incredible. After using Babbel, I'm ready to start having real conversations in
4: French. There's all kinds of ways to learn. Use Babbel's podcasts or games or videos. You can even join live classes with a language teacher.
5: If you want to learn a language, there's no faster, easier, better way than... Babbel. Babbel.
4: Babbel. Babbel. Evidemment. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com.
0: Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who... They may drop little hints, like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. In uncertain times, you can be certain of this. The Salvation Army is serving those most in need with help and hope. Thanks to your donations, the Salvation Army is helping those affected by COVID-19. Those who've lost wages, who have no home to retreat to, who need food, help with utilities, and most of all, hope. To see how you can continue to make a difference, visit givewestwood.org, givewestwood.org. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Regan.
3: I'm not saying like Derrick Henry's going to be bad. I just don't think he's going to be able to tote the rock 330 times in a season. This did lose a half step. He was getting caught in that second level. And you saw the fumbling. That's what their plan is. We're just going to go in again on Derrick Henry and figure this out. It just seems like the definition of insanity to me. The Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon
0: Stretch with
3: Zach Williams and Bruno Regan. <laughs>
2: Home of commitments and other stuff, The Bill King Show.
1: little bit later, hour three, 614 Rob up in Ohio, not buying the Marcus Freeman excuses, Bill, pretty sure he can tell, or he can't tell the truth in this situation, yeah, they're sticking together, and I get it, I get it, I I don't believe it, something went down there, And they're betting it's going to go away, which it will go away. Now, it's still going to be common knowledge as to what the outrage is, but it will simmer down. So, And if they go out and everything works well next year and Sam Hartman plays well and they win, and let's say they go 10-2. and I think that's the type of team they could have. I don't think they're any better than that but I think they could go 10-2, and two. then what happened with Andy Ludwig probably won't matter so much. They've got some tough teams. They've got to go to Clemson. That'd be one. I mean, there's more than that, but that's a tough – got to play the uh, Buckeyes. You ever heard of them? Yeah, they're pretty good. Wasn't a very good – even though Notre Dame dumbed the game down last year and kept it close, and Ohio State pulled away later. But that one will be interesting. Now, they get them at home. They get Clemson on the road. Got to play your tough team. Got to play Southern Cal. Got to play Caleb Williams. That's – they didn't do too well against him last year. Remember that? Larry over North Carolina, he's a Michigan fan. I used Hulu Live and get every game and every channel I need. I'm looking at, I haven't I've been putting it off, but I'll look into that. Perry Mason from the Orange Groves of America. I've been streaming for two years, YouTube TV through Amazon Prime. And I love it. Get way more and pay $60 less a month than I did with direct. I absolutely love it, he says. Y'all look into that. Yeah, Larry, Larry, I appreciate the DM too. Yeah, I'll take your advice on that. Clay here in the 615. Hey, Bill. Games this week, baseball games this week, yes. I love it. See, that's the thing. College baseball, not only was last week fun, Friday they started playing games and through the weekend, but you get those midweek games. And uh, yeah, I'll have those on. I have ESPN Plus. So all those games that are listed, I will have several of them on beginning late this afternoon, watching them. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to that. Baseball. Now, it'll be interesting. It's just February, and baseball is different than football, for example. I mean, literally more things can happen in baseball regarding opponents than in football, college football, on average. In football, you would not have an Ole Miss get hot late and then win it all, having not even been a lock to get in the NCAA tournament. And then they get in that tournament, and other than the Arkansas game, they weren't really even threatened. Mississippi State the year before, remember, got all the way to the championship, got to the last game, went against Rocker of Vanderbilt and destroyed him. Hit off Rocker like they were hitting off a tee. Rocker wasn't even a presence in that game that intimidated anybody. And that dude is an intimidating presence. Now, he was having, let's face it, something not right about his arm that year, that whole year. He didn't have bite on his fastball. I, I, I didn't think he was right most of that year. Leiter was right. Oh, yeah. No question about that. And then the year before, that was Michigan and Vanderbilt. And I think Vanderbilt was considered a favorite most of that year. Jim and Jupiter, I have streamed with first YouTube and now Hulu. Takes some adjustment, but I like it. I love having it on my phone. I will look into it. I appreciate a lot of good advice out there. I appreciate that. Hour number two, fast moving. Oh, my gosh, fast moving. Hour number one on this Tuesday edition. Oh, 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 programming. Next month, we will do the show at the Omni in conjunction with the SEC basketball tournament. So I believe Greg sent out the email, March 10th is when we'll be at the Omni. We will not be at the Omni the first Friday. That'll be three months in a row for various scheduling reasons. But this one will be synced up with the SEC tournament. Remember, 2020 we were there, and that day everything got canceled. We did the show from the Omni, and then that day everything got canceled. Because of the COVID situation. Hour two coming up. Hope you're having a fantastic start to your day. i am be Nashville. Hoops